Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Prime time on Money FM 89.3. Three trillion plastic straws, that's how much carbon we emit from remote work in just the first year of the pandemic. And this is only from half of the 20 conglomerate survey globally. But of course, working from home has reduced emissions in other areas due to perhaps reduced commuting and office use. Yet as companies move towards hybrid work, emissions are only set to increase. Offices are now seeing operations at full capacity with only half of the team present, while the other half are booting up computers and blasting the AC at home and with few to no energy-saving features. So how can businesses, the public or even the private residential building owners can do something about this? Or can we even do something about it? Well, we'll find out. Kenny Chai, the founder and CEO of Beblu, is joining us. Beblu is a Singapore-based AI property development company that is helping some of the older commercial real estates in Singapore repurpose their existing building. Good afternoon, Kenny. Kenny, well, we've heard about how remote work is, well, good for the environment in some parts of it. Uh, The same can't be said about hybrid work, though. Why is that so? Why does hybrid work increase our carbon footprint? Mm, I would say that the reason for hybrid working that increases carbon footprint is because in office, we are actually operating at full capacity, which means that the AC systems and environmental systems are running at 100% capacity. But at the same time, only 50% of the workforce is actually in the office itself. The other 50% of them are actually at home, mm-hmm. blasting their own ACs and environment system, putting out their computers, and all these are actually contributing to the increasing of carbon footprint as well. Mm. So the fact that they are actually shrinking their carbon footprint by not travelling to the workplace doesn't help in terms um, of offsetting, you know? I would say that because, in, especially in Singapore, where we are you know, such a land-constrained space, most of, them, most of the office workers actually have they are taking public transportation and public transportation itself is actually an energy saving solution so in terms of commuting to the workspace it does not really decrease the carbon footprint rather that 24-7 hour of working in, at home in a hybrid work environment will actually contribute to increase in the carbon footprint especially in Singapore where we have to turn on our AC due to our heat and you know our humidity in this climate and then you have a home like mine with very very old 20 year old air conditioners which not energy efficient not energy energy efficient and I have to turn it on and definitely not a good thing for the environment. It's so, not Tim's fault. He's renting. I'm renting. I'm yeah. renting. If I, he owned I, his place, I'm sure changed, you would. Yes. Yeah, you would have changed. But Kenny, what can we do then? What are the solutions out there that you can propose? I would say that, uh, of course, if you're renting a place, there's really not much things you can do other than not, not, not turning on the AC. <laughs> but if you, actually own, if you actually own the place itself, I would actually recommend you to install certain AI sensors, right. such as uh, uh, you know, aircon sensors that can actually regulate the temperature itself. Or in, if, if you can, if budget allows, you can actually install the newer models of AC systems, which mm-hmm. actually will turn temperatures to a more suitable 25 to 26 degrees very comfortable to work with and yet not that much in terms of carbon footprint. Here's the thing, can't the same types of principles be applied to offices as well? For instance, motion sensors to turn on the lights and air conditioning in particular areas instead of throughout the whole office and that would certainly shrink the carbon footprint, won't it? Uh, Yes, of course. With uh, motion sensors, door sensors, temperature sensors, even pressure sensors, all these different AI sensors actually help to reduce the carbon footprint in the overall office by up to 30 to 50%. This is because the sensors itself will actually detect the presence of people in the room and will adjust accordingly what kind of climate it has to be to actually suit the working environment. 
by installing all these sensors in conjunction with the latest SAC and as well as lighting systems, we can actually expect to see up to 50% reduction in carbon mm. footprint in all offices. My worry is that, you know, all the bosses who actually want their workers at the office, that they will use this as justification for asking all their yes, workers to I was come just back. about to say that. Why not everyone come back, save power <laughs> at home and, you know, come to the office and enjoy free air conditioning? What do you think? Is that really a solution? I would say not really, because uh, in today's <laughs> world, um, there's a rise in digital nomads. Uh, people mm. who actually on the move, work on the move. You know, they work in cafes, they work in Starbucks, they work on the plane, they work on the beaches. And actually, as we go to a more higher, I would say, knowledge-based economy, where people, in terms of the skill set, is actually more complete, more complex. We can actually expect to see more workers actually turning against this trend. They will prefer to work in an environment which is to their own liking rather than be confined in an office workspace. And I think this is a trend that all bosses should bear in mind because if you want to retain the best talent grow your company, you have to take in mind that they might not want to work in such a confined environment. Before we talk about more solutions, Kenny, technological solutions that could help keep offices as well as homes greener, I just wonder what it would be like if all of us chose to work from home or work from anywhere. Would the net impact be less severe or more severe on the environment? Mm, in fact, I would say that it would be you, you will definitely help. I would say that in fact, you actually help the environment more because when officers and you know working environments actually cut down on the office operating times, you can actually see a reduction in carbon footprint. As you know, that most personal people, uh, in terms of their own spaces or in terms of their own environment, actually consume much less emissions compared to a corporate environment. Corporations are always accounting for up to 70% of all carbon footprints being produced in worldwide. And if we can actually move the trend towards hybrid working uh, in full force, we can actually see that this will actually start to decrease the environment, uh, overall environmental effect, what we actually have right now in Singapore as well. Mm. So your AI solutions, right, can they also yeah. be applied to homes and also give us the extent to which they can be applied to offices? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, for our AI solutions, we actually can, the consumers can actually contact us and actually help us, we can actually retrofit it for them on a, a cost-to-cost basis and we can actually let them have the impact of having the sensors regularly the environment as well as the smart controls to actually let them to control all different aspects of their IoT devices in their house. And this will actually improve their user experience as well as you know, lower their overall carbon footprint. How much will all of this cost though? Because I can imagine you would also have to make the business case for this to corporations and to building owners. Yeah, the cost itself, we actually done a, we done our own uh, research and we found that uh, most of the buildings in Singapore, we are not, if you exclude the new buildings, most of the buildings in Singapore are actually aging buildings. They are quite old, about 10 years and above, and they are actually due for retrofit anyway. So by using our solutions, they are only set to increase their mm-hmm. cost by about 10 to 15%. But in return, what they get is a brand new, you know, high-tech building. And of course, they can lower their carbon footprint and actually overall save in the cost of 5 to 10 years in terms of the electrical bills and utility bills as well. I guess, Kenny, the challenge is really convincing them to switch and do whatever is right for the environment so that we can continue protecting what we have. Kenny Chai is the founder and CEO of BetBlue, joining us here on Primetime. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.